Hello, thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm Stephen Cook, the Team Rector of the Northmore Team Ministry on the northern edge of Dartmoor and Devon. This is a talk for Sunday the 20th of June 2021, the third Sunday after Trinity, and it's about the stilling of the storm as told in Mark chapter 4. On that day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let's go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great gale arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe, and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? As a vicar, I am often asked to control the weather. I don't think I've ever turned up to a rainy fate with being, without being asked, why didn't you put in a word with him upstairs? And my standard reply is, I expect he was waiting to hear from you. There was one occasion at Bellstone when we had planned an open air service. We prayed for good weather, which takes a lot of faith because it rains a great deal in Bellstone, and the day was glorious, right up to 10 minutes before the service, when it suddenly clouded over and bucketed down with rain. We were soaked, all the service sheets, etc. were soaked. We had to rush the electrical equipment into a dry place. And we had no sooner done so than the sky cleared and the sun shone again. The strange thing was that far from feeling let down, we felt strangely affirmed because it was as if God was playing with us and we had a lovely steamy service. There's a reason that British people talk about the weather a lot. We get a lot of it and it's very hard to predict. With the help of complex computer programs, we're beginning to be less surprised by the weather, but we still cannot control it. We get what we're given. At least most of the time, it's, it's a matter of interest more than life and death. If we get a dry spring or summer floods, we won't starve. In previous centuries, it was a different matter. Crop failure meant your children died. So it was no wonder that beseeching the gods for good weather was an important part of most religions throughout human history. All this, of course, is a way of introducing some thoughts about the stilling of the storm. The disciples had been listening to Jesus teaching all day. He'd been in charge. He'd asked to go over to the other side of the lake and they had fallen asleep in their boat. Now they were in charge. Jesus knew about preaching. They knew about sailing. This was their territory. And you can imagine them saying, you get some sleep, Jesus, we'll wake you up on the other side. And you can also imagine the sun going down over Lake Galilee, the quiet talking of the men, the sound of the water on the sides of the boat. Then a change of wind direction, an anxious glance at the sky. Galilee is notorious for its sudden deadly storms. How far are they from land? The wind rises, the sail starts to flap and white crests form on the waves. They're struggling to keep her steady. 
spray starts to come across the gunnels. The first wave makes it into the little boat. They start bailing. Soon they're having to shout over the noise of the wind and the sail has to be taken down before it turns the boat over. They've lost control. All they can do is bail and pray. And all this time Jesus is asleep. They wake him up. We'll take every man to keep water out of the boat. Don't you care if we drown, they say. Jesus talks to the storm as if to a naughty child who has disturbed his sleep. Peace. Be still. Dead calm. What's the matter? asked Jesus. Where's your faith? This story, of course, is much loved by children. It's so dramatic and easily acted. But it's not a children's story. There's real danger here and deep meaning. What does it say to us? Jesus is Lord of the storm. Who is this? asked the bewildered disciples, that even the wind and the waves obey him. They suddenly realised that inside the boat they had someone more powerful than the storm outside. When Jesus asks them why they're afraid, it's not clear what fear he's talking about. Is it the storm or him? There's an old children's song which you may have sung in Sunday school. With Jesus in the boat, we can smile at the storm as we go sailing by. If you know it, you'll be singing it all day now because the tune is a real earworm. I'm sorry about that. Like a lot of simple messages, it has a profound truth within it. He that is in us is greater than he that is in the world, says Paul in Romans. When the storms come, as they do to all of us, we can fall back on that three-word statement of faith that was all the early Christians needed to declare before they were baptised. Jesus is Lord. Three for us. I think it was only two for them. In the face of the challenges, trials, temptations, setbacks, disappointments, threats, uncertainties, we declare Jesus is Lord. As the old hymn says, in heavenly love abiding, no change my heart shall fear, and safe is such confiding, for nothing changes here. The storm may roar about me, my heart may low be laid, my father's arms surround me, how can I be afraid? Jesus is Lord of the storm. And Jesus is Lord of your life. Don't make the mistake I suspect the disciples made of dividing life up into things God can do and things we can do. Things we need to pray about because they are out of our control and things we don't because we can manage nicely, thank you. There's no part of our life that we do not need to surrender to God. I was talking a while ago to a farmer who had become a Christian in his 50s and he told me the breakthrough moment for him was when he realised that God was a better farmer than he was. From that day on, he never started work without committing the day's tasks to God in prayer. His farm had gone from just about surviving to a thriving business. The weather was the same for him as for everyone else, but he always seemed to be one step ahead, always ready with the next idea. His business, his marriage, his relationship with his children had all been transformed by climbing down from the driving seat and letting Jesus be Lord. Put your faith to work. 
Mark chapter 4 begins with the parable of the sower and ends with the stilling of the storm. In between we have the parable of the seed growing in the field and the mustard seed. Faith is not just something which you've either got or you haven't got. It's something that needs to be put to work. It's a seed that needs to be sown. Unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single grain, said Jesus. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Faith is something you can decide to have. You can take your tiny, hesitant bit of faith and put it to work. You can invest it in the task before you. So when you have a challenge, big or small, you can decide. Do I face this with faith or with fear? Do I believe this is a matter of chance or of grace? Am I going to face the future trusting in God or not? I'm not going to pretend this is easy because I know it isn't, but start with the little challenges and work up to the bigger ones. As you plant your little seed of faith, so you'll be able to watch it sprout and grow. I started by talking about the weather, and of course this is a weather story. That open air service I talked about taught me a lot. If we hadn't prayed, we would just have thought it was unlucky that the rain came when it did. If we'd prayed, and the weather had been glorious, we would have thought, well, maybe it would have been glorious anyway. But that sudden downpour put a smile on all our faces because we had declared Jesus Lord of the weather and we had trusted in our own small way that sun or rain, we could trust in him. I wouldn't say the service was better because of the rain. It was better because we had put our little bit of faith to work. We had learned that to mention the earworm song again. With Jesus in the boat, we can smile at the storm as we go sailing by. Jesus is Lord of the storm. Jesus is Lord of your life. Put your faith to work. May God bless his word to us. Amen.